Thank you, Platform Musicians. Amen. Uh, as you know, again, we had our teens, amen, go down to uh, uh, North Carolina this uh, past week, amen. And so I uh, have a few more testimonies uh, in regards to that uh, uh, before the preaching starts. Amen. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Um, to those who don't know me, I'm Chad. Uh, as y'all know, boot camp, you know, previous testimonies, it was like really, really powerful. I mean, I just love what all the DIs were doing. Uh, quick testimony with me. Uh, so uh, DI uh, Tierro, pastor of Spring Lake, you know, he called me and I remember like my mind being so messed up. Like I was in just this messed up spirit from how just kind of quiet we all had to be in this, that, and the third. And he called me and, uh, you know, I, I started weeping. I couldn't even finish what I was talking about. And, you know, nevertheless, you know, I go, he lets me get some water. He saw what was going on. And then another DI came up to me. He told me to write some things down because I'm experiencing things about God that, you know, I should probably write it down. But nevertheless, that service was so powerful. You know, I ended up weeping over there like a spiritual weeping, not from the heart. It was spiritual. And, I mean, we got word after word after word. And it's like, you know, when they started speaking in tongues at the end of the service, I mean, it was just so, so powerful because, you know, it wasn't chills. It wasn't. It was, not, it was like a full-on presence, like you're just there, you know, and your heart is settled, and it was just so amazing. I, I, I would love to go next year, hopefully make an exception on 19, because it was just amazing. Like, I literally felt my Heavenly Father speak to me, and it was just awesome. So, that's it. Um, my name is Elias, for people that don't know me, and I went to the boot camp thinking I was about to get screamed at, which, well, I did. And a lot for reasons I didn't know were possible. And um, one of the first things that I learned there is like, they didn't really care how good you could do anything, but it was like more about a team effort. And I think that like every part of that camp was blessed by God because like even the flies were teaching you discipline, like not to slap your face. And I, that's pretty much every time I got dropped was because I was slapping my face. Um, and when we were walking, like, it was like kind of teaching you to be accountable for not only yourself, but for people next to you and learning to help people. And if someone falls up to lift them up, like people were getting injured almost every day and we were putting them on our shoulders, picking them up and just walking them to places they need to go. If they, we needed to go to chow, they would be first in line 
we would wait. And like people that, I mean, their first day, like they had, um, there was a race and then whoever went, whoever was the 10 last people would get dropped and they have to do push-ups until they said stop. So the first time, of course, we, we ran and we wanted to be first, but the, they, then they said, well, that's not God's heart. The God's heart is to put others first before you. So the second time we did that, everybody stayed back and then we all ran together. So everyone was last. There was no 10 last people, everyone's last. And we all got in a circle and did push-ups together and whoever needed help, we would help them up and then we would take their place in doing their exercises. So I'm just saying if you haven't gone and to boot camp, then you really need to go. And I thank my parents for letting me go there because I really needed it and um, thank the Lord. Hi, I'm Anaya for those who do not know me. Um, I'm going there, you know, knowing that I'm going to have to do exercises. I know I'm going to get screamed at. I was not happy about that part. But the one thing I really thought was that, you know, Newport News girls are going to stay together, you know, Massachusetts going to stay together. But it was not like that. Like the first day, everyone was brought together. There was no one singling each other out, you know, like everyone stayed together. That each platoon was like a family, like someone hurt. Like Elias said, we were praying for each other. Like I remember like um, people didn't want to eat. We would sit there and we would encourage them to eat. We would sit there, we would pray together in our barracks. We would practice together. We would do everything together. Like someone f fell, you know, we would be there to pick them back up. We had to do exercises together we get punished together i remember we were going to do our drill competition and i just got stung in the face i was crying because it hurt it so bad but i cared about my plat my platoon so much i was like don't tell the di i'm gonna be fine let's just do it <laughs> and uh you know i'm still crying while i'm doing my drills and competition while i'm re getting recorded you know but i'm like you know who cares it's my family so that was one thing you know wednesday night you know seeing the boys crying, seeing all the girls crying and saying, hey, look, we're not in this alone. We got people with us. That was really a blessing. Um, hi, my name is Salia. For those who do not know me, um, I'm gonna try to make this quick. Yes, I have paper. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna try to make this quick. Paper is long. Okay, where am I going to start? Um, I want to start by my my experience of not my experience, but I would say most likely what I thought before coming to the boot camp. Um, in the beginning, you know, I thought like it wouldn't be bad. I'm gonna be away from my parents, my brothers, and I thought it would be like a vacation. Um, <laughs> but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I got off the bus and he was just yelling at us and stuff. And I was just like, okay. And he was like, R run, boot, run. I'm just running and stuff. And anyways, um, trying to sum this up as quick as I can. Um, so I'm gonna start on Tuesday. No, no, I'm not. Um, that was bad. Wednesday, Wednesday was really powerful. I mean, I was excited. Okay, where was I? You see, this is where I'm going. Okay, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, it was amazingly powerful. I said that you can feel God's presence move throughout. It was definitely amazing. You know, everybody was either crying, literally speaking in tongues, uh, people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit, people were getting delivered. It was just, it was just amazing. 
Um, Thursday was amazing. Nothing much, but the sermons, I'm just point out that the sermons was amazing. It was deeply empowering and just spiritual. It was, it was amazing. Um, what else? Okay. Friday, it was fun. Uh, it was a fantastic experience. I had made some friends. I got a definite conviction. And um, it was just really powerful. And uh, lastly, shout out to the most obvious, the obviously the best platoon win or lose out there, platoon one. Um, and then that's pretty much it at this point. <laughs> Um, hello, everybody. My name is Ramaj. If you d- um, mm, not Ramaj, <laughs> shout out to my boy. <laughs> uh, my, I'm so nervous. Uh, my name is Andre. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> um, but um, at the boot camp, um, I remember, like everybody said, <laughs> getting off the vans. It was very um, nerve wracking. I remember um, on the way there, I was sitting in a trunk with a, another dude. And we were just sitting in the trunk, like, with our legs crossed and stuff like that. And um, it was not a big trunk. It was hot. Everybody was teasing us because we're in the back. And everybody trying to give us high fives. I'm like, yo, I do not feel like getting talked to right now. I'm in a trunk. And, you know, it's bumpy. Like, yo, I can't see nothing. So after that, we get out of the trunk. And then I remember in the middle that we um, got into a van. So when we got there, all you saw was DIs just standing. Don't care what you think. Don't care what you feel. So I remember... We ran off the buses, and the DI told me not to touch him. And I literally almost fell because I was, like, trying to turn. And it was stupid. I think I I was so nervous that I did everything correctly and wrong at the same time. Like, I I remember one time he said, stand straight, look behind the head. And I looked to the side. And I was like, what am I doing? And he got in my face and started yelling. I could feel the spit. And I I wanted to wipe it so bad, but it was like, "Mm, mm." So I think, like, for that was Tuesday, and then Wednesday, like, it was so powerful. I remember, I think that was the um, first time I ever really felt, like, the presence of God over only kids. That's what made it, like, crazy. Like, just a bunch of teens, and we're all being filled. People are weeping. People are crying. I remember after a while, we just started, like, you know what? Forget it. Pray for everybody else. Let's pray for each other. Let's do this for each other. And um, speaking of each other, it was a lot of teamwork, a lot of teamwork. I remember... In the barracks, the men's barracks especially, it was just males. We're just like, yo, we're going we gonna to be together forever. We, they started a whole group chat as soon as we left and stuff like that. And um, I think the most powerful thing for me there was senior DI talking to me. He, um, <laughs> he talked to me about uh, what I was doing wrong. And I think after that, I got a realization from his, um, like, what do you call it? Like, yeah, counseling, like, what he, what, when he said it, I was just like, mm, I should get myself right. And I think for everybody else, when they got talked to a DI or whatever, I think it really, they wanted to help you in a personal level and a physical level, too, so, um, and spiritual level. So um, if you haven't gone, if you weren't, if you just didn't want to go, you need to go next time because it, it was the most powerful thing that I've done in my life. Like, this was amazing. And ever since then, I'm writing notes, I'm reading my Bible, praying in the morning and different things like that. So um, thank you to the parents who gave money there and helped us out with that. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Amen. So really quick, guys. So um, me and a couple of other parents, we had the privilege of going down there on Friday. 
Um, and so I just want to talk about Wednesday and Friday, because uh, while I was there, I was able to talk to some of the drill instructors about what happened Wednesday that you keep hearing about. And what the uh, DIs there told me was that it was like, uh, if you've heard of the revival of Zusa Street, possibly, uh, that big revival that happened in California where uh, they saw like fire from heaven, all types of things. They said that that was comparable. Uh, those kids in there spent about two hours after service praying and crying out to God. It was to the point where things were vibrating, uh, like instruments would just start vibrating. I know. I mean, I mean, powerful. And I'm not hearing this from the kids. I'm hearing this from the adults that were there. Um, and so Wednesday where, you know, I, I'm, you know, the kids were praying for each other. They're in prayer groups and they're they're running across the, the church over here to pray for this person and pray for that person in groups. And so that, that Wednesday was just powerful. Uh, uh, but also Friday uh, was a service as well. So it wasn't just a graduation, but actually uh, Pastor Suspensky actually preached uh, that Friday about the will of God. And, and so you see all these young teenagers hearing about the will of God after going through this grueling thing, but also also learning about Jesus, learning about Christ, uh, and now understanding the will of God. But, but mostly I want to tell parents, thank you. Uh, parents, your, your investment was not in vain. I saw changes in all their eyes. Listen to me. I'm looking, I looked into their eyes and I saw something different. Uh, in each kid that I looked into. Um, and, and I just want to thank the parents, those who sponsor, everybody who was involved. Thank you, uh, because this is our future. And, and, and so we invested into our future. And so, and parents, if I can just give you just, listen, let's not let us quench what they got. But let us harness it and, 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 and blow some wind on that thing. And, and, and let's see what God will do with our teens. And so powerful time. So next year, we're going again, right? Yeah. All right. All right. And so listen, you're a teenager, you're able to go, go. Don't worry about the, listen, you're, God is going to help you. Amen. 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 Y'all give him a hand. Amen. Amen. How many would agree a lot of us needed that type of type of boot camp when we were that age? Amen. Amen. What a powerful testimonies uh, uh, in, in, in what God did in our children down there. Amen. Again, it is a privilege, uh, if I could borrow some of your time this evening. Uh, uh, to minister to you. Again, I thank my pastor for the opportunity to preach and minister uh, this evening. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me to the book of the First Thessalonians, uh, chapter 5 uh, uh, and 16 through 18. Book of First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Again, it's a privilege to be here to minister to you this evening. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, the day before Christmas became one family, uh, family's new Thanksgiving. Uh, 
A family preparing for the holiday was packed and loaded for a 400-mile trip uh, to grandma, Grandma's house for the holidays. It was their custom to always pray and ask God to protect them uh, before they get on the road. How many know that's good to do that? As they were cruising down I-75 in Ohio, they ran over some debris in the road. It made a lot of noise but did no damage, so they thought. With every passing mile, they figured uh, that the crisis had passed. When they pulled over uh, off the expressway for gas a few miles later, they were in for a deflating surprise. When they had gotten out of the, uh, their car, they discovered that both front tires had gone flat. The father said, we weren't happy with having to replace the tires, the dad said, but we were thankful for God's care. He said they were thankful that they didn't have a car accident earlier. Thankful that the tires stayed inflated until they got off the expressway. Thankful for the tow truck sitting at the gas station when they didn't even know they was going to need one. Thankful that a repair shop was open so late in the day. And thankful for God answering our prayers to protect us when we asked him earlier that day to do so. Are you thankful tonight, church? And I want to preach a sermon that I've entitled, Are You, Are you Thankful in All Circumstances? Are you thankful in all circumstances? See, if we're honest, this is the question. Um, how many know we, that we must ask ourselves on a daily basis? In other words, we're to consider this question, um, are we church uh, there in Thessalonica? First uh, Thessalonica 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without season in everything. Uh, uh, give thanks in all. Somebody say all. Circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we ask God, Lord, then. God, that you will help us, God, Lord. Bless us be a thankful body of believers, God. Uh, that are not just thankful in a few situations, that are not uh, just thankful in certain situations. Uh, but God, let us have this mind, this spirit, uh, this attitude of Paul uh, that we're thankful, Lord, in all circumstances, God, uh, that we'll give you the praise. Uh, and we ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ uh, and all God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. Are you thankful tonight? You know, the Apostle Paul encourages the church there to give thanks in all circumstances tonight. And you notice that he did not say in some things give thanks uh, because how many know uh, this is what we're prone to do? We sort of pick and choose and those things that we're thankful for so that we can leave room later to complain to God about some things. Come on, somebody. And we'll get to that in a moment. See, should we be happy, you know, or happen to win the Reader's Digest sweepstakes, we would think that'd be a cause for Thanksgiving, right? But if we're dismissed from our job, then this is something that we're complaining to God about. How many with me? See, this scripture says, give thanks to God in all circumstances. It's one of those scriptures that we seek to look up to see what it means in the Greek, right? Well, in other words, uh, we, we, we have a, a, a scripture that kind of challenges us a little bit. And we want to make, uh, let me see if the translation right. You know, it says all circles. I want to see if that, you know, if it, if it really means all. Does it mean the same in the Greek? The scripture means the same in the Greek. That is all things, church. 
Well, don't act like you ain't never looked at a scripture that challenges you. You try to see what it really means. You know how we, we you know, any, any little inch, a little bit, trying to, you know, get away with, especially that scripture when I first got saved, you know, you know, you get hit, you turn the other cheek. I, 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 I really wanted to find an interpretation for life, but Lord, it hurt. It really hit me. God said in all circumstances, but see, all jokes to the side, um, uh, how many know uh, that's what makes what Paul is saying in the scripture very problematic? The word all in the scripture is to be paid uh, uh, much uh, uh, notice to. Um, the word all means everything. See, we know when Paul said give thanks in all circumstances, uh, how many know that included the unpleasant things as well as the pleasant things of life? That when everything uh, is considered all, uh, we're to give God thanks uh, regardless of the circumstances in the situations. In other words, uh, maybe you once had a great job uh, that you don't have no more. Everything for the most part was pointing up. Uh, perhaps there, you were in a good season, a good space of life, uh, but now something shifted. You don't have those things, uh, you know, that you used to have. And it's at this moment... Uh, Paul challenges us to give God thanks in all things, church. How many of those circumstances change, church? But just because our circumstances change, uh, how many know uh, our admiration for God is not to change? I want to look at this for a moment. I want to look at giving God thanks in all circumstances. Verse 16, Paul says, uh, rejoice always and pray without ceasing in everything. Church, I believe this is the key to giving God thanks uh, in all circumstances. That is rejoicing uh, and never ceasing to pray. Rejoicing always and praying um, without ceasing has a lot in common. Uh, for one, uh, they both uh, speak to something uh, that must continue. In other words, he says rejoice not sometimes, uh, but always. He says uh, never to cease uh, without praying. Uh, this speaks of something that we have to continue to do uh, if we're going to be able to give God thanks in all circumstances. Listen, Paul, understanding that our circumstances in life can be difficult and hard at times, stresses the fact that rejoicing always and never stopping to pray is going to be critical if we're going to give God thanks in all circumstances. Are you with me tonight, church? See, the thought is if I can rejoice uh, and if I can pray, uh, then it doesn't matter the circumstance uh, as long as I got these two things being consistent. That I can rejoice, uh, that I can, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 be rejoiceful, uh, that I can continue to pray no matter what the circumstance. See, oftentimes we have the tendency to stop doing spiritual things, especially when we're going through something. Come on, somebody. Stop doing spiritual things that we would do on a daily basis. Uh, sometimes we go through things and these things uh, have, have a tendency to stop doing. Things like praising God. Come on, somebody. In other words, listen, uh, how many of your thankfulness to God isn't, shouldn't be limited uh, by what you go through? If anything, it should edify even more praise. It should edify even more uh, uh, of rejoicing uh, that, you know, we're not picking and choosing uh, what we're going to give God the glory about. And see, when a Christian can rejoice always in all circumstances, it is because their joy isn't based in the circumstance, but their joy is based in God. See, your circumstance can change. 
So if all your faith and all your joy is into the substance, uh, what you going to do when it change? But if, I, and if we're giving thanks uh, to God, uh, not on the substance, but in God, and listen, it doesn't matter. God will always be worthy. How many know he's always worthy of our praise? Psalm 145, uh, it says, uh, I will exalt you, my God, the king. I will praise your name uh, forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and exalt your name forever and ever. Uh, listen, David is saying, David has no clauses uh, in his praise contract. Come, some, come on, somebody. He said, forever and ever in the day, uh, I'm going to give you the praise. I'm going to be thankful. You see, the joy of a Christian needs to be in God and not in the substance. And see, this is what leads uh, to a thankful believer giving thanks to God in all circumstances. Paul encourages the church to pray without ceasing. One of the first things I don't understand it for the life of me that people want to do when they go through things uh, which leads, leads to them not giving thanks to God um, is that there hardly is any desire to pray no more. The very thing uh, that we should be doing, uh, you know, now that we're going through something, you know, uh, you know, because listen, how many know when you're going through something, this is, the, you know, Pastor talked about in the Sunday school, we're also talking about faith. Uh, listen, um, that, that's when things are tested. But many times, this is a time where, you know, how I many know we can't, we can't afford to cease to pray when we're going through something? Let me remind you guys, uh, when you begin to think about this church, when you begin to uh, think, about, think about the things uh, that you, the circumstances that you have that are good, uh, you know, as a believer, uh, uh, didn't you pray to get those things? The very thing that we, that we are rejoicing in or that we have and that we give thanks for, uh, most of us prayed uh, prior to receiving these things. So how do we know that same praise is desired uh, even when they're taken away? You see, the truth of the matter is we should always be rejoicing and praying and giving thanks to God in all circumstance. Because there's always, how many know there's always something to be thankful for, church? Always something to be thankful for. See, even when our circumstance change for the worse, and we have to be reminded that, that we still have so much uh, to be thankful for. I know I could testify this. Listen, uh, things like my marriage, uh, amen, we've been married 16 years this year. I thank God uh, for my wife. I thank God for my children. Uh, how many know there isn't a circumstance uh, in the world that will cause me not to be thankful for that? No matter what the circumstance change, uh, it's not going to cause me not to be thankful for the wife or the children uh, that God's given me. For the ministry and the destiny. Uh, how about the relationships uh, that, I, that, that I have with people? You guys, people all over the world, listen, uh, there's always something to be thankful for. Hebrews uh, 12, uh, uh, 28, 29 says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Let me paraphrase this scripture for some folks this evening. Even uh, of all your circumstances uh, change for the worse, uh, the Bible says uh, you're given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In other words, if all your circumstances started pointing south, you got that to lean on. That we inherit a kingdom, the Bible says, I didn't say it, uh, that, that cannot be shaken. You know, many times being thankful to God reveals who the person is. 
You know, one way this is revealed is because thankfulness is something that's seen. How many know we can see thankfulness in a person many times? You see, thankfulness can be truly seen in things like worship. Come on, somebody. When you're really worshiping uh, uh, God as opposed to playing on your phone. As opposed to worshiping God with your hands up higher like you got something to be thankful for versus looking like you're ungrateful. We're going to get to that in a moment. See, listen, uh, these are things, thankfulness uh, can be seen through many different things tonight. People that are going through a tough time, uh, yet they are not playing hooky from church. Come on. That you're still here. Still here in the presence of God. Uh, my circumstances uh, is not, uh, you know, the ushers aren't going to be able to mark me absent because of what I'm going through. I'm here. Thankfulness can be seen. People that don't have much uh, and may even, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, aren't able to, to give like they want to, but they're still faithful in their tithes and offering. Thankfulness can still be seen. How we give. People that understand that life is tough, but they dare not to blame and point the finger at God. Oh, my gosh. Now, when you're going through something, the first thing we want to do is uh, it's God's fault. Was it his fault when he gave you the blessing? See, we don't want to be picking it. That's why, listen, that's why Paul reminds the church there, give thanks in all circumstances because he knows man's tendency. We're giving something there. The praise goes up, but when things taken away, do they still go up? Being thankful to God in all circumstances, as the scripture says, uh, shows the person true admiration towards God. And their relationship, and it also shows that uh, our relationship with God isn't situational. Come on, church. You often, often say, listen, people are faithful until their circumstance change. We're faithful, uh, you know, reading. Oh, that's nothing. I can read. I, I can pray. Uh, but let a circumstance change. That is the point. Uh, are you faithful in all circumstances? This is what Paul's talking about. That's why he didn't give them no break. Uh, he didn't say, uh, you know, uh, be faithful, you know, every now and then you feel like it. He said in all circumstances, because uh, how many know in life we're going to deal with things, church? And this is during the true time where all of us are tested. Uh, are, we really, are you still thankful when you, when, you, when you have a season when you're without? That's why Paul, Paul is the perfect picture of being thankful. Uh, you know, this man was shipwrecked, uh, uh, bitten by snakes, um, I mean persecuted, threw in jail uh, for no reason. Uh, but you always see the same language with Paul. He's still preaching the gospel. He's still visiting churches. Uh, he's still witnessing. Uh, he's still giving. Uh, he's still laboring in the kingdom because he's thankful for God in all circumstances. All circumstances, church. I mean, giving thanks to God in all circumstances, it shows that we're thankful for the little things in life. Some years ago, a cartoon came out that pictured Charlie Brown bringing out Snoopy's dinner on Thanksgiving. It was a, his usual dog food in a bowl. Snoopy took one look at the dog food and said, this isn't fair. The rest of the world today is eating turkey with all the trimmings. And all I get is dog food because I'm a dog. He said, all I get is dog food. He stood there and he stared at his dog food for a moment and said, I guess it could be worse. I could have been a turkey. 
Brothers and sisters, whenever we think life is unfair, uh, can you consider the small things with me tonight? A cartoon, yes, but a very true depiction uh, of how we can be. That we take the small things, the small blessings of life uh, for granted. Uh, can you be thankful for them? Do you realize, church, that there are people that would gladly, uh, gladly trade your place tonight? If you laid it all out online, your life for their life, uh, man, look, it'll take your life from you before you even knew it. There are people that would trade their good day uh, for your bad day in these third world countries. Been to a couple of them. They'll trade, uh, you know, uh, 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 their good day for your worst one with the ease. Wouldn't think twice about it. The little things in life that we cannot be so thankful for is another person's Disneyland. Your car broke down. Well, there's someone in the world who never had a car and would love the opportunity just for it to break down. I know it sounds like we in America like, no, Pastor, no. But there's people like, you know, I never even drove in a car. I wish I had one to break down and have an opportunity to get fixed. See, when you're thankful to God in all circumstances, you're grateful for the small things, church. There are millions of people that would love to do what we do every day, the basics. To eat the food you eat. Come on, somebody. The clean water you drink and shower with. I remember in 2008 going to the DR, Santa Domingo, uh, on a missionary trip. And uh, I remember the pastor was telling us, uh, you know, because we wasn't used to the water, you know, certain different things. Like when you had to take a shower, he said, make sure you turn to the left or, or turn to the right because, uh, you know, uh, the water, you know, because you know, you're not used to it. The small things. There's a quote. One man said, it is not how much uh, we have that we should that should make us thankful, uh, but how much we enjoy the little things of life that makes us thankful. See, when you're thankful to God, even in your hardship, how many know God can use even the unpleasant things to bring about growth in our life, church? A Scottish preacher by the name of George, uh, George realized that he was not uh, as ready to praise God when things went wrong as, as he as he was when they went right. He said, however, after he began to lose his eyesight, uh, he changed his way of thinking. He struggled for some months with the weary burden until he reached a point uh, where he could pray. He said, my God, I have never thanked you for my thorn. I have thanked you for the thousand times for my roses and blessings in life, uh, but not once for my thorn. I have been looking uh, forward to a world uh, where I shall get uh, compensated for my cross, but I've never thought of my cross as it is self, itself a pleasant glory. Teach me to value my thorn. So when we count our blessings, church, uh, how many know we should also include the weaknesses? Come on, somebody. The hardship, the burdens, and the trials that we face. Because uh, if we do, we might find that God uh, has used or can use our difficulties uh, for more good things to help us grow spiritually. See, it is in our trials and our hardship that help us grow and learn and listen, that's something to be thankful for. Many times when we, the unfortunate things happen in our life, uh, on the surface, uh, we're not quick to say, praise God. I get it. Your car breaks down. You don't say, thank you, Lord. I, I get it. I ain't telling you, you know, that's, that's kind of like, you know, it's weird. Let me just say that for a better word. Uh, you know, you know, kids start acting up like, but that's my boy. No. Right. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is when we go through different things and hardships, um, man, we got the right attitude, 
the right mindset about it, and we're still thankful that this God that, that blessed me was is now taken away is still on the throne. Now, we can process it better and we can grow. That is the blessing of being thankful. Listen, when you're not thankful in your unpleasant situations, uh, listen, other things begin to come up, church. Secondly, I'm going to look at the barriers of thankfulness. Because he has much of importance as it is to talk about uh, being thankful uh, to God tonight. It's also important that we're to be aware of the different barriers that can conflict with you and I being thankful. How about ungratefulness? Come on, somebody. See, ungratefulness is a barrier that stands in the way of being thankful. How many know you can't be ungrateful and thankful at the same time? It doesn't work. They can't be in the same room together. You can't, you know, uh, you know, be ungrateful. You don't even know how to make those type of facial expressions. There is no such thing. But see, ungratefulness stands in the way of a person being thankful to God. People that are ungrateful don't have a desire to be thankful, especially when it comes uh, to uh, difficult, difficult circumstances. Many of you here. How many know, how many, you, you, you know firsthand how ungratefulness feel? Come on, somebody. How many ever poured into a person, whether that's some advice, whether that was a listening ear, whether that's you sacrificing your time and sleep uh, only to see uh, people ungrateful? See, well, what the thing about ungrateful people is that they have amnesia. They forget about uh, all the times, uh, you know, all the things that you've done for them. You know, it's amnesia. You know, you know, it's like, man, I, you know, or, or, or either it's, uh, you know, kind of like a talk down. And you're like, man, you know, well, think about that with God, church. That, you know, uh, you know, and God, and listen, he's called us to be thankful. But you can't be that way if we're ungrateful. If you're not content uh, with the things uh, that we have now, the things that's going on uh, so we have to understand that, listen, that life has seasons that change and pass, right? And when you understand that concept, uh, you're able to be thankful and be grateful for seasons. Another barrier is things like envy and materialism. How many know envy and materialism are often thought of as thieves of thankfulness? Because, he, both, of, uh, uh, because both of them involve dwelling on what we do not have. That's what envy is. Things like complaining. Come on. Complaining is another barrier that gets in the way of being thankful. There's no room for thankfulness because complaining takes up all the space. Dr. Dale Robbins writes that I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. He said, but I have come to realize that they have problems because they complain. <laughs> See, complaining doesn't change anything or make situations better. It amplifies frustration, uh, it spreads discontent and discord, uh, and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc in our lives. And this is why I believe the enemy hates it so much, because if we're too busy complaining, uh, there's no room of praise to give him thanks. Stuff like self-entitlement. Listen, we got to be careful as Christians, just because you are a Christian. Uh, listen, God doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't owe you all, you know, because we'll we, we say that, oh, man, I've been serving God. I'm in ministry. Uh, I give. I do this different stuff. Uh, and, you know, many times uh, we become unappreciative with different blessings, different things that we have. Uh, we're looking at so-and-so and, and this and this and that. But listen, uh, listen, uh, this is not a self-entitlement. 
This is not a situation that God owes us uh, anything uh, for being a Christian. At best, uh, being a Christian benefits you, benefits me tonight. Taking things for granted is a barrier. You can't give uh, God thanks if, you know, we begin to take things for granted. You see, if we aren't careful, we all can have these barriers that stand in the way of us truly being thankful for what God has for our lives. So lastly, I want to look at having, having a thankful heart is the will of God. Verse 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. You know, I find this quite interesting that Paul would say that giving God thanks is the will of God. A lot of times when we hear the will of God, you know, especially in our churches, uh, many times we're quick to think about, you know, purpose and destiny uh, and calling and various different things. But in this text, uh, Paul, something that kind of probably fl fl flies over our head, he said, giving God thanks is the will of God. That, 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 I need you to focus on that tonight. Giving God thanks is the will of God. It's not a, just a suggestion. It's not just something that, uh, you know, we sh should just do uh, uh, on the principle, but he said it is the will of God. I want to dig into that. Why is it the will of God? You see, we see this in other scriptures. This is not the only place the scriptures are where we see this type of uh, format being commanded to do such a thing. To the Philippians, Paul wrote, uh, and all, all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. To the Colossians, uh, Paul wrote, uh, continue in prayer and watch the same with thanksgiving. There are a few reasons why giving things, uh, uh, you know, uh, are, 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 it is the will of God. I'm going to look at a couple of things. One reason I believe giving God thanks is the will of God is because God is working out on our behalf and eternal good through the experience. How many believe that? That the fact that, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, Paul says, uh, you know, giving God thanks is the will of God. Uh, in other words, there's a bigger picture. There's something that God uh, is working out uh, behind the scenes that, that you and I aren't aware of. And the fact that you're thankful for it, uh, God's working. God's doing things on our behalf. Many of the past experience of my life, so I, 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 where I complain to God about uh, uh, my circumstances and, and challenge his love for me, I now look back upon as some of the greatest experiences of my life. For I now can see what God had in mind in those hard times. You know, having a thankful heart uh, is the will of God because it allows us to have a heart of gratitude tonight, church. See, when we have a heart of thankfulness and gratitude, how many know that, that even the taxes that we are paying is a good thing because that means you're employed? Did you hear me? See, I told you, that, look, this is kind of counterfeit tonight. You're like, you're throwing all these different things. But listen, if you pay taxes, you got a job. Hallelujah. Give them thanks in all circumstances. When you got a Thankful heart of gratitude, even the clothes that feel a little snug, it's all good because that means you eat. I'm going to make this make sense. I'm going to bring this down to your living room tonight. That's okay. And you know, you're supposed to have a lobby. You get smart. It's okay. You're eating. Be thankful. Don't judge me. When you have a thankful heart of gratitude, uh, yes, the lawn needs mowing and the windows and the gutters need to be cleaning, uh, but this indicates you got a home. 
You got a home church. Even the spot that you find at the far end of the parking lot is okay because that means you're capable to walk. The piles of laundry and ironing, that's over the top. Uh, yet that means your loved ones are close. Oh, my goodness. That one right there threw you. Like, no, I want my clothes washed. But you follow what I'm saying, church. Uh, uh, there's something uh, to be thankful for, even in the things that we take for granted don't think so much about. I close with this story. A 12-year-old boy named David was born without an immune system. He underwent uh, a bone marrow transplant in order to correct uh, the deficiency. Up until that point, he had spent his entire life uh, in a plastic bubble in order to prevent exposure to common germs and bacteria and viruses that could kill him. He lived without ever knowing human contact. When asked what he liked to do if and when uh, released from the protective bubble, he replied, I just want to walk barefooted on grass and touch my mother's hand. Oh, church, we got to get it right. It's stories like this on why I believe God takes thankfulness so seriously. Because there's common things in, in all of life that people cannot do that we just do freely without even thinking about it. I mean, just simple stuff. Uh, the, the fact that, listen, you being in your right mind, some of us, is a miracle. Is a miracle. The fact that you're here this morning is miracle. The fact that you can walk, again, the simple things uh, that people could even cherish or think about, church. Uh, and that's why I believe uh, the, uh, the Bible says that Paul, Paul says that, that listen, uh, being thankful to God uh, is the will of God. Because there's so much that's uh, uh, impacted, uh, that's compacted in us giving thanks. To a God, amen, who's deserving. Can you say amen? See, we have it so good, church, and we enjoy so much that often, if we aren't careful, we can express it so little. Let's have a heart of gratitude. Simple message just to remind us, uh, let's be thankful in all circumstances. Can you say amen? Can I have every head bow, every eye closed in respect to your neighbor? Hallelujah. Praise God.